All right, good morning, everybody. It is Easter Resurrection Sunday, 2021, and uh, welcome to church. Uh, we have some some kind of big announcements, other not so big announcements, but okay, so if we start here, first, men, we have nitty gritty on Tuesday morning, so I'll see you guys on Tuesday morning on Zoom. If anyone needs the invitation to that, just let me know or look on our Facebook page or our um or just send me a message and I can get that to you. Uh, secondly, my home group is not going to meet this week. Uh, we're taking two weeks off to get on a different schedule. So we will have this week off. We'll get back to it next Wednesday. And um, then, okay, so we have two other things. We've been tell talking to you guys about a building. Uh, so we are close. We have not yet finalized a building. Uh, we have found one. It's on uh, Dartmouth between Havana and Parker Road, uh, right off 225. Uh, it's all, I love the location. I love the, the place. It's a storefront. I'm really excited about it. Uh, it was a church before, and uh, so it, it would be really easy for us to go in. Uh, we are just waiting for the lease to end that was there previously. We've, we've agreed on price, but there's a couple other things that we're waiting to uh, negotiate through and for them to get us the contract and stuff like that. So if you guys could be praying for that, it looks like it won't be this month. It'll be the earliest it could be would be at the end of April, beginning of May, uh, that time frame. So that is the, the news and where we're at with getting a physical location. But we're very, very excited about that. I know I have been just dying to get together with you guys and and uh, to see you and to worship in person. I'm just very, very excited about worshiping together. Uh, okay, our next bigger announcement for right now is that we have changed our name. You may have seen it on the Facebook page and the YouTube, YouTube page and everything is kind of looking different. If you go over to our website, it looks different. Uh, we even have, it's White Flag Calvary still works, but um, uh, whiteflagcalvary.org or com, they still work. Uh, but our new name is Surrender Church and uh, we, are, we are going forward with that starting today. That is our new name. Uh, our new website is surrenderchurch.co, surrenderchurch.co. Um, so I'm really excited about these things. And th the reason we are changing our name is to be more clear. Uh, believe it or not, there was people out there who did not understand what white flag represented or, or uh, was alluding to. So we want to be even more clear to the people of our city because it's not about uh, us, but it's about, you know, reaching out to the city and surrender is what white flag means, right? That's, that's what it means, but we want to be as clear as possible. So you'll see the new logo. It's just surrender, uh, with the white flag. We're still keeping that white flag logo. So you'll see that all around. And there's a lot more of that in of information and details regarding, uh, how we're going to be communicating our message and everything to the world. So I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a freshness to it. And uh, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. So Surrender Church, that's what we're going to call it. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited to hear your thoughts and opinions on that. And thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us as, uh, as you have, even though we can't meet together you know, you, I feel your prayers. I know that you guys support our mission and our and uh, what the Lord is doing through us. And I'm very much looking forward to this next season where God is going to be using our church and 
what he's going to be doing. So there's a big announcement for you guys. Surrender Church. Um, take it. Take a look around the website, and you'll see some new things there. And we're we're still working on it, so there's still a lot more to come as far as the website and some online stuff goes. But uh, we're that's that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. But today is Easter Resurrection Sunday, and we are going to be discussing um, that. We're gonna we're gonna have a sermon now that that connects the idea of surrender with Easter and resurrection. So. Uh, you're going to hear the word surrender many, many times today, so sorry about that, but I hope you love it, and uh, uh, so here we go. Let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get started with our with our sermon, our time in the Word today. Father, I thank you so much for the group of people, the family that you have brought together here, and, and that you, uh, you have such love between uh, all the people uh, that are part of our church. And Lord, we love the church as a whole, every single uh, church, every single person that's a part of your true body. We, we just adore them and love them and we want to serve them. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be a light in this world and uh, a, a source of refreshment and health to your body, uh, your church here in this city and around the world. Uh, we pray for our mission work that we do in Haiti God, that you would open a door for us to get back there soon. And uh, God, we pray for that orphanage down there and the, the entire network of churches, GVCM, that you would uh, equip them for all that they're doing, provide for the churches and provide for the pastors all that they need. Uh, we pray for the people down in uh, Costa Rica that we support, uh, the church down there, Don and Misha. And uh, Lord, the church that we support, the, the school of ministry that we support in Africa, uh, God, all these, Lord, we pray that you would uh, bless them and, and even the missionaries that, are, uh, that we support, but they're back here in, in Boulder. And Lord, we pray for all these, God, that you would refresh them with your spirit, God, that they would know that you are with them. And if we can do anything to bless them, Lord, lead us and provide for us to do that. Lord, we pray for us and our hearts here today that you would give us a tender heart and, and help us to know that you are so overjoyed that we have decided to meet with you today. Uh, Lord, there's, there's less and less people going to church in America, uh, even around the world. There's less and less people connected with a body. And so we know that you, you're not intimidated or depressed or discouraged by those things, God, but you are just so overjoyed that we have chosen uh, to respond to your love by gathering here together today and, and by hearing your word and worshiping you. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would give us uh, a, a freshness in our relationship with you uh, and, and help us to remember, uh, Lord, that you have done all the work and, uh, and that you have invited us to know you, to draw near to you, and to dwell with you throughout our whole life and for eternity after. Lord, help me to be clear in presenting your gospel and your truth through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, the title of today's sermon is called Follow the Surrender Leader. Follow the Surrender Leader. Now, the term surrender is not really appealing to everybody. I get that. In fact, I was having a, a meeting one day with a pastor and he's like, you know, uh, we were discussing uh, this term surrender and our, our name white flag. And he's like, don't you find that a lot of people don't 
don't agree with that, don't really buy in? And I said, yeah, actually I do. Um, and he said, I, I would think that more people would would get involved if you used a term like enlisting in the Lord's army. And And I said, you know, probably more people would get involved if we used a term like that. I said, but but for me, philosophically, I can't do that because if I'm enlisting in the Lord's army, that that means that I have something to offer. And 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 theologically, I believe that my relationship with God is much more uh, looks like surrender uh, and and uh, then then joining him and offering him my skills and talents and abilities. Uh, he is the one who does everything for me. And I love that. It's it's good because I feel uh, and I know and I believe that I uh, I don't have what the world needs, but Jesus does. And if he chooses to use me, great. So why are we choosing to call our our church Surrender Church? Um, and it's because the idea of surrender uh, does appeal to a certain group of people. Okay? It doesn't appeal to everyone, but it does appeal to a certain group. Don't get me wrong. Every single person should surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in this world. But many don't see why they should or would surrender to Jesus. They like their life, and they don't feel like they're missing out on anything by being in charge of their own life. The people that are intrigued by this path of surrender, this choice to surrender, are those who are tired of fighting. Those who are tired of fighting, those who are broken, those who are tired of failing, those who are ready to give up and ready to give in. Those who have tried really, really hard only just to fail to measure up. Or those who have fallen so badly that they are 1,000% convinced that they could never measure up. Those who are defeated and know it. To all that group that I just described, the term surrender is actually really appealing. Of course, this is the same image that we've always used for our church. The white flag being waved by an army that's been beaten. Uh, that image of the white flag waving, that is still what we're, what we're talking about. So, But I want to be clear, what is Surrender. Why is it appealing? Well, let's look and remember that image of the white flag waving again, okay? The army giving up or surrender, okay? As sinners, which we all are, we are naturally God's enemies. That's just how we start out this life. So uh, sin is, is literally just refusing to let God rule our lives. That's what sin is. Wanting to choose for ourselves what is right and wrong. It's always been the same. Even way back in the Garden of Eden, the first two people, Satan deceived man. That, and he, he used this idea that God was holding back something from him. Some special knowledge, some special enjoyment or pleasure or good and, and God was hiding that or holding it back from Adam and Eve. And, and Satan convinced them 
that if they disobeyed God, they would, uh, they would find what they were looking for. But in reality, this just made God their enemy. This, made, this put themselves at, on the opposite side of God instead of on his team. And so the fact is that they lost their blessings by rebelling against God and against his kingdom. And now they were on the other side as, as enemies. In a war, as a soldier fights, sometimes they realize that it is pointless to keep fighting. The kingdom that they're fighting against isn't going to be beaten. And sometimes we realize that we are on the wrong side of the battle that we're fighting. We sometimes realize that we have been deceived and we want to cross over. We want to change sides. And what's amazing is that God is inviting anyone who wants to cross over to do just that. He's inviting us to do that, to stop fighting and to join his side through surrender. So the soldier then has to do something, right? He must surrender, right? What is that? Well, it's not really doing anything physical. It's best described as a combination of humility and and faith. Humility and faith. So surrender is humility plus faith. So I'm going to I'm going to pause real quick and I'm going to show you a video that I've made that is just a uh, a quick video that's that's up on our website right now. It'll be on our YouTube channel and stuff. And it's going to just kind of be a video that that helps people understand who we are, who we are, what we're about. And uh, and so I'm going to show you that video real quick. Here you go. Watch this. There's the video for you. And uh, that's that's helpful for you. You can uh, use that video. Feel free to share it. Feel free to refer to it. Going back to uh, what we were talking about, surrender is humility and faith together. That's, that's the idea that we have. If you have humility and you have faith together, it's going to add up to surrender. That's, that's what that life looks like. Um, so you have to humble yourself to admit that you're wrong and, you, and that you have a need for God. Uh, most people don't like that, you know, uh, so they won't surrender. Uh, but we are wrong, right? We, we have all fallen short of God's holy standard in the law, uh, and we've all rebelled against his rule, and so we need him, and we can only get humility when we know that we're beaten. Okay, just think about that army that's waving the white flag. Why are they doing that? Because they know that if they keep fighting, they are just going to lose or, or die, right? Um, when we're ready to give up, when we finally see that truth, uh, that's, that's that place of humility in our heart. Uh, no one's going to surrender if they still think they have a fighting chance. If they still think they can do it on their own, surrender is not going to happen, right? The second part of surrender is faith. Uh, you, you have to place all your hope and trust in the, in the goodness of God, in the mercy of God that he demonstrated for us through his son, Jesus Christ. Today's Easter, we're celebrating how Jesus looked like he was defeated, but he really offered himself on the cross to die. And then three days later, he was resurrected. God showed and proved to everybody in the world 
that Jesus' offer, offering uh, was accepted by him and that the way of salvation was made clear and made available to everybody. So as a soldier, thinking about that, when you surrender, you're placing yourself totally and completely in the hands of your enemy. And, and you depend on their mercy. You know, you're waving that white flag. They still have guns. You don't. You're laying down your guns. You're laying down your control. You must give up. And you have to trust in the goodness of your enemy. Right? You have to give up on yourself, which you could call humility, and trust in God instead, which is faith. This is the real battle. Will, will we surrender or not? Not will God love us or be merciful to us, but will we surrender so he can give us his grace, show us his love and his mercy? Are we going to put ourselves in that place where we can get those things? How are we ever going to surrender? Man, that seems like a really hard thing. How do I develop those two traits of humility and faith in my life? Well, just think about it like this. Jesus is reaching out his hand and he's simply asking you to take his hand and follow him. He is going to teach us and he will help us to surrender. How does Jesus do that? Because Jesus has already done it. He has been the first one to surrender. He knows how incredibly hard it is for man to surrender. But he did it. He's the only man who ever uh, did it perfectly in his life. Let's begin our, our time in the Word by looking at Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 44. And this is the, uh, the moment when Jesus... Uh, was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he fully surrendered or he fully showed that he was surrendered to God's will. Then Jesus came with them. This is Matthew 26, verse 36 through 44. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go over and pray over there. So he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch me. Watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, the second time he went away and prayed, saying, O oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So we left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. So Jesus surrendered fully to God's plan and control. Okay, that's what's going on here. 
even though surrender was painful and would lead to his death, he trusted that it would eventually lead to life, new life, resurrected life, because God is good. And God would never let him remain in the grave uh, when he trusted him. So what we're seeing here, and this is the main lesson today, is that it's through surrender and that death of surrender, that death to our own will, that we can find life just like Jesus surrendered his will. He died to himself and to his own will. And through that surrender, Jesus was granted new life, resurrected life. He has shown us the way to follow him, the way to go. We get the same promise from God. As we surrender our life and our will to God, he promises that the result of that will be new life, resurrected life. This is why Easter is so powerful, why Easter is so applicable to our lives today. Because it, it, it shows in a very real way the new life, the resurrection life that God intends for his people to experience on a daily basis. Not just once a year, but every moment as we surrender our will and our life to God, to him, he grants us through that death of our will, through that death to ourselves, he grants us new resurrection life as Jesus experienced and showed that we would have. It's a, it's a new experience of living where obeying God and being filled by God's Spirit we don't, is, is not difficult. It's not a problem anymore. It's just the way that we live. Jesus said, follow me and you will experience a filling of new life in your own experience. So, we trust in God. This is like a soldier surrendering to a kingdom with so much faith that he's even willing to let that king or that army kill him because he trusts that king. He trusts that that king is good and merciful. And look what happened through our text. It was through prayer that Jesus was equipped to surrender. It was through prayer. It was, and prayer is, is a description of a real, genuine, deep connection with God. That's what prayer is designed to be. When you pray, you are, you are experiencing this deep connection with God. You might not feel anything. You might not feel anything when you pray. But know that when we're praying with humility and we're praying with faith, that that connection is real because it has nothing to do with how with you, how much you've earned it or deserved it. it. It's all to do with God's promise. He says, if anyone comes to me with humility and faith, that surrendered heart, my response is to give them grace. Jesus is always surrendered to God's will, we see. But... That, that surrender had to be tested in Jesus' life. It had to be proven to be real, not only to God, but to us and to all that were observing him, to the entire spiritual world that was watching. Jesus proved that his, his, his connection with God, his surrender was legit. 
It was real because he surrendered even to death to drink the cup of pain and suffering and death that he did not deserve. John 5.30 is our next verse and it says, I did not... I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. That's a a beautiful, simple statement that Jesus made, that he does not seek his will, but the will of the Father who sent him. Jesus had the humility to say, my Father knows better. But I thought Jesus was God and he knew everything. Well, that's true, he was, but he had purposefully laid aside that omniscience, that knowledge of everything, so that he could live as a man how we live. He wanted to experience the way we, he wanted to show us what our expectation was, what we should live like. So he laid aside that knowledge, became fully man, even though fully God. He laid, a, he laid aside those rights and privileges of being God, and um, he had to lay it down in order to be our rescuer. But that's why Jesus was able to say, I surrender, I can have humility and surrender to the will of my Father, trusting him. Um, so, again, I, I, I shared that image of taking Jesus' hand and following him, okay? Jesus surrendered to God's will, even though he didn't know what the end, he had no guarantees except the promises of God, but it looked like he was going to be murdered, he looked, it looked like he was going to die, and he did. Matthew 7, 21. Just keep thinking, keep that in your mind, taking Jesus' hand and following him down this path of surrender. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. All right, so knowing God, having this connection with God is a relationship. That's what he's talking about. Jesus is inviting us with his hand outstretched into this relationship with God, his Father, and our Father. In any relationship, each person has their role, husband and wife, parent and child, and here we have creator and creation, right? Or father and son, spiritually speaking. God wants to dwell with us and love us in his glorious kingdom. But he sets the rules and all the stuff, right? It's his, it, it's his decisions of how this works. His way that his decisions here are called his will. His will. And it's God's will to give his free and unearned grace and mercy to us, to all the people of this world, to know him as a gracious God. He wants people to know him. He loves each person so much. He wants them to know who he really is. And his requirements to enter this relationship are simple. His requirements to take hold of his hand are extremely simple. We've already talked about them, humility and faith. 
James 4, 6 says, God gives grace to the humble, right? He draws them in. He gives them gifts. And James or uh, Romans 5, 2 says, we enter into this grace in which we stand by faith. So faith and humility, those are the requirements to have a relationship with God where God supplies all that we need. James 4, 6, Romans 5, 2. We talk about those verses all the time. I know you guys have heard this many, many times before, but today is a, is a special day where we really celebrate uh, the, the surrendered life and the resurrection promise that comes to those who, who live a surrendered life, who are surrendered in heart to the Lord. Luke 9.23 then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Okay, this is like a, a really important game of follow the leader. Jesus demonstrated humility and faith in his own life. And that's what's required of any man. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus also did the work that no other man could do. Jesus humbled himself, Jesus trusted in his Father, and Jesus obeyed his Father to the extent that he died on the cross. And now we are invited to do the same. And the result of Jesus dying on the cross was new life, resurrection life, where he, he rose from the dead, and, and we are invited to experience the exact same reality in our own life. To be his disciple means to say no to self and death to self. That's what he just said. Deny yourself and take up your cross. The cross was a death instrument. So to be his disciple means we say no to self, death to self. We surrender to this death-like experience of saying no to self and death to self. And the result is a resurrection gift, a free gift of resurrection life through grace. Remember, this invitation goes out to all of those who are tired, stressed out, burdened, hurting, broken, weak, or failures. If you are any of those things, you qualify for his new life. Jesus invites you to follow in his surrendered life, choosing God's will instead of our own. God's way instead of our own leads to God's life instead of our own. That's what he offers. Now, now what gets in the way so many times is that we are happy with our own life. We don't recognize our need. But God can help us to do that. If you ask him, say, God, show me my need for you. Show me why I should follow you and surrender. He will open the eyes of your heart. He will help you understand how. Our last verse for today is, is Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's how to run the race, guys. Look at Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him, joy, endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus surrendered joyfully. Yes, the surrender led to his death and torture and suffering and pain. And yes, to surrender to Jesus today, you are going to be laughed at, mocked, and your life will not be as easy as it could be if you lived your own life, doing your own will. But the end, the end is life. Real resurrection, new life. Jesus surrendered joyfully. And that is strange, right? But Jesus could see the whole picture. And that's what he's showing us. He knew that if he could trust God in the dark, that he would receive God's blessings and light and life. And he did. That's God's promise. And Jesus knew it would be true. He offers this same promise and experience to us. Everything he has won, he gives freely to us. He says, follow me. The amazing thing is that we aren't just thrown in prison when we surrender. We are welcomed as his beloved children. We are adored as his spotless bride. We are included and adopted as one of the family. That is the kingdom we choose to surrender to. Not a kingdom that says, I told you so. Not a kingdom that says, well, I'm glad you, you finally figured it out. No, it's Jesus that is on the throne of this kingdom. And Jesus has nothing but kind and gentle words to all who would surrender to him. He is in charge. There's no I told you so's. There's no unacceptables. Anyone who would come to him is accepted. Anyone who would surrender to his will is accepted. He is nothing but love and mercy for those who dwell in his kingdom. He's a good king. He guards and protects those in his kingdom. He's paid the price to be that way. He doesn't have to punish any in his kingdom, for he has taken the brunt of all that punishment already for all who dwell in his kingdom. There is nothing for him to be angry about if you're in his kingdom. Through surrender, Jesus found life, and through surrender, Jesus offers us his life. The very same life that rose Jesus from the dead is the same life that is offered to you and to me. The same experience he had of waking up alive and breathing that fresh air and having a spiritual reality of life on Easter morning, Resurrection Sunday. That promise is for us through the same surrender. It's a free gift. And God is so generous 
to his enemies, to make them his friends. What a glad surrender we have today. And I hope that that's our mantra. I hope that's our our whole deal. I pray that when people talk about our church, they talk about those people are really happy to surrender to God. Those people are very humble and those people are very trusting. They really believe God is sufficient. And I pray that if if someone is going to invite someone to our church, that, that if there's one promise they can make, it would be this. You will hear about how to surrender and you will hear how Jesus surrendered on our behalf. No matter what service you come to, no matter where we're at in the word of God, that we would learn how to connect with God and be his children through his grace. So that's our time in the word today. That's our, that's our Easter celebration uh, is remembering that his resurrected life is ours. So enjoy and uh, have a wonderful day. Pour into your family. Uh, love them. Be gracious and merciful to each other. Be kind and follow Jesus with all your heart. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love and grace. Thank you, Jesus, that you showed us the way to walk, the path of surrendered life. We need you, Lord. We worship you, and you are a wonderful, generous, kind, and patient God. And uh, there's no other God that we would ever choose to follow or to connect with. Help us to stay close to you and abide in your word and in your will this week. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you, and I hope to see you all very, very soon.